for the sink. Uh, what's up, everybody? You know, we're, we're back on Wednesday, a little R&R. &R. Um, Rafael Gonzalez, Ryan King, we like to talk real estate. We have a special treat today, the man of myth and the many man of a legend, John Cohen. John, oh, this is where the soundtrack comes in, I do an applause. Um, John is not uh, in the real estate business, but he, we all are in some uh, form or fashion. We're all either renting or buying. We all, you know, we get on Zillow, we look at the market, and it's refreshing to have uh, another perspective in this, in this crazy business. Um, John, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, uh, where you're from, what you do, and um, the first time that you bought a home? Thank you, Ryan. Okay, well, I'll try and make it succinct. I'm a uh, third generation Angelino. My grandfather was born here. Um, he was one of the first graduating classes at Beverly Hills High, your, your alma mater. Um, both of my kids were born here. Um, I went away for school for a little bit, but LA is, is my home, my roots. I care very much about this city. It's current state, it's future, it's history. Um, I'm in the media technology space, have been for most of my career. I uh, started at William Morris. Um, I'm now the chief revenue officer at a media software company called Frequency. Um, we are a software company that um, brings broadcast channels with ads into the cloud. And we distribute them to platforms like Samsung and Roku. And it's, I believe, the next generation of television. So that's an exciting thing. I was just going to uh, say, you know, the more conversations I have about this, it just seems like that's an inevitable future. Yeah. The internet, the internet wins. Um, <laughs> internet in wins. most cases, right? So yeah, it's, <laughs> I, we're on the uh, on the kind of the the new TV side, right? But dealing with people with media companies and others, so I don't want to talk too much about my my hustle there. Okay. Um, home buying. Um, Where'd you buy? My first, my wife and I first bought our, our first condo in West Hollywood in, um, I don't even know when it was, 2008, seven, nine, I don't know, <laughs> 10, 11, I don't know. What was I, the interest I, rate? Five and a half, maybe, I okay. think, sounds about right. Okay. Um, we were living in, a, in an apartment in Century City. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the first place we, we lived together. We were in a, one of those high rises on Avenue of the Stars. Mm -hmm. And um, we needed something a little younger and cool. And we hadn't had a family yet. So West Hollywood is where we went. Mm -hmm. um, it was right when Melrose Place was exploding the street, not mm -hmm. the show. That would be a long time <laughs> ago. Um, and it was a great neighborhood. We had a great, great building. Loved it. And... Uh, we sold at the right time, and we moved into the uh, the Beverly Glen neighborhood about nine years ago, um, just uh, south of Mulholland. Let me ask you real quick about the condo. What made you want to buy as opposed to rent? We just want to buy as opposed Well, you know, we wanted to have ownership in something, right? We know that rents were there. We were in a position where we could... Um, put down enough money into an area that we believed was always going to appreciate. And we cared about safety and we cared about, you know, a, uh, a great community and, and something that, you know, was higher end. And we felt that it was a good investment opportunity. And 
we had the means to uh, make that investment and it, it paid off. I mean, when we sold that unit, I mean, it wasn't even on the market for 24 hours. I mean, we had a, nice. we had a, uh, an agent come in and uh, sight unseen was doing a zoom or a FaceTime with someone out of the country. And we had an offer that night. I mean, wow. we didn't even have an open house. I mean, it was barely listed. What year was that? Uh, we nine years ago. Wow. Wow. So looking back on it, ha, I, I know you had a lot of success with selling it fast. You, you know, you made some profit, but the overall experience as opposed to buying and selling, uh, looking back on it, do you prefer the owning of it and being more responsible of everything that that's involved? And there's no yes. right or wrong answer. I, I like honesty. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think that. Well, listen, it's subjective, right? Everybody's right. got their. I mean, I think it comes down to, um, you know, your cash position and in the future and what you and what you want. But for for me personally, I don't always work well with others, especially you know, landlord. I I just it's it's not a a game that I think I'm. I'm I'd rather be building equity in something and using that. Um, that, you know, for future stuff than, than just paying rent. Right. And luckily I, we've been fortunate enough to do that and we haven't been moving around too much. Right. I think that there was a decision to make. And I think the market, when we first bought the condo, um, you know, you were just getting the, the subprime had already happened and we were kind of getting our way out of that. And, um, it was an opportunity to do something we could have rented, but you know, we found something on the market that was fit our profile perfectly. Mm. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, should Ryan, should I buy or should I rent? And I say, it depends. There's no right or wrong answer. It kind of depends on what kind of experience you want out of the whole thing. You know, there's pros and cons for both. Yeah. Um, so your new area, Beverly, Beverly Glen area, I've been there. It's beautiful. I mean, without giving out too much information, it's kind of like a really incredible gem, hidden gem. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I grew up in Benedict Canyon and, um, you know, the Glen Center is at the top of, of the hill here. And I would mm -hmm. go there, you know, a couple times a month with my parents, either the market or the or the pharmacy or um, the garlic knots at um, San Pietro. I mean, like it, it just I it was iconic. And my, when my wife and I were thinking about a house and, and where to buy, you know, it didn't it didn't completely it didn't hit me in the head like hey this is this is an area we were thinking about because it's quiet it's not marketed very much you know you don't know a lot of people young families that were living here at the time and my wife and I were having lunch up at the at the Glen Center after something and you know my wife is from Long Island which is very you know suburban New York and the feeling I got there we had just come from New York I'm like you know this kind of feels like something that you'd have in New York with the the local feel to it in a, in a very suburban, but you know, you're just above the hill from Sherman Oaks and Beverly Hills and Westwood's right there, but you're kind of this pocket. And then she started looking at, at homes in the area. And we, you know, we, we had already been looking for homes in, in the greater LA area. And it was hard for us to find a neighborhood that we both agreed on and it all. And fits a certain out. price point. Price point for sure, right? You know. We weren't, you know, we were we were able to pull some equity out of the other, but it wasn't like we were buying a 
four or five million dollar house, right? It was kind of our starter house. And um, we didn't know how long we were going to be there. We didn't know where the kids were going to be in school. We just, we know we wanted, we needed, we were having a second kid and we needed something a bit bigger and we wanted to have a yard. And, you know, we were kind of growing out of the West Hollywood vibe. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just crazy. It was just, you know, it was all, it was a lot of action and we were just, you know, we were ready for something a little more quiet and, uh, yeah. you know, we got it up here. You hear nothing and you hear everything. It's really yeah. Yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I think that was perfect timing. You said about 10 years ago. Yeah. Not almost nine. Yeah. 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 I remember when you first made that move and I came up there and I saw the house that, that you were actually one of the first people that started getting in my head about like owning. I never, Renting just always seemed like the way, but then I saw, and I always thought you had to be in the city. And I was like, John Cohen moved where? And I went up to your house and it's, it's like the perfect location. You're like five minutes from sunset, uh, or you could go over to the other side of the hill. Um, plus you have uh, space and tranquility. And then you have that incredible rec center that's close by. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, it's like the community um, is interesting because it's, there's been a lot of turnover with new new people, but you basically have young families and you have folks that have been living here since the seventies and eighties. Right. So it's like a really even split. It is, there is a homeowners association, which has its upside and its downside. Right. I think that turns off some people because you don't know, you know, Oh, I want to make these changes and I have to go through, you know, some bureaucracy. And that's a real thing. I was on the board for a little bit. I, didn't go back to the board for plethora of reasons, but plethora. You know, you, but you do get to enjoy, you know, the people, they keep this clean. It is, we have facilities, we have gyms and tennis courts and pickleball, and it's got a great public school and it's quiet and we've got 24 hour security. I mean, there are, a, 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 I wish that we did a better job of marketing ourselves, but like, I don't know if we really have to because there's not a lot of inventory, right? There's like, you know, we don't have this goal of like, oh, well, let's turn over the name. Like, it's just, it, it's few and far between when a single family home in this neighborhood comes um, comes on the market. Marketing yourself for what? I don't, you know, raising our profile, you know, knowing that, you know, modernizing the the brand of this community. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a choice, right? And I don't, I actually don't think we need to make those investments in it. I think we make our investments in our, our facilities and our, our day-to-day life here, which is yeah. the important stuff. But you know, you don't think this place is sexy when you think of like where you're going to live. Like, you know, I don't know. But you know, it is comfortable. So it's a wonderful neighborhood. Yeah. And I think people, more and more people are getting hip to an HOA, uh, especially as you get move out towards like, you know, Calabasas and move on. You want a little privacy security, um, you know, HOAs are, you know, becoming more affordable and appealing. Uh, you know, I pay a little HOA in my place and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I, it, more positive than downside. And mm-hmm. I just think that this community does not exist in Los Angeles. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you feel like you're in a, a kind of a mini, you know, could be like Florida, but in the top of the hill of LA a little bit. Tell me a little bit about the experience when you when you found this home and the the offer, the purchasing, the whole escrow process, uh, even even looking for homes and securing this one. You know, we had a budget. I let my wife kind of take the lead on things in terms of browsing things. She would send interesting things to me, which I would say, 
yay or nay based on, you know, the neighborhood. We more or less agree on right. all these big decisions. So we know each other's tastes and, you know, where right. we're going to be comfortable. And that's like us. Yeah. 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 You know, Dana, she's great. So I trust her. So we were, um, she showed me this. There was an open house. There was only one open house for this. It was a, a woman who had a couple high school kids or maybe one high school age child. She was getting married, remarried. Mm-hmm. And the husband lived out in like, I don't know, Oxnard or something. And she was, she bought this house after her divorce. She turned her, one of her garages into a, a jewelry studio. Um, and she loved this home. And I, you know, I don't think she really wanted to sell it, but she kind of had to because she was getting remarried and her and her husband were, you know, had plans and she listed it. Um, she didn't get any offers after the open house that she was happy with and she was taking it off the market and we got in pretty late in the process and we got some material from it and the 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 kind of the handouts and i it was you know really well marketed um piece of collateral on the home and we got uh, our agent got their agent her agent uh, to agree to let us do a private um open house kind of just take a look at the home right and um we did that it was i believe it was off market at the time and they were like how serious are you and we said we're very serious we saw the house and we saw the neighborhood and we got it you know we said let's let's make a go out of it and wow the buying the offer and everything it was a it was an interesting negotiation. It got, and it was kind of, I repeated what I did with the condo, which was we got to know the other agent. And, you know, because our agent, you know her very well. She's recently retired in the space, but everybody loves her and everybody knows her. Um, she's a close family friend. Who? Uh, Libby Shapiro. Oh, okay. Right, Libby's like my mom, my second oh, mom, yeah. my aunt. Yeah. She's, she's, she's wonderful. And honestly, one like the greatest people on the planet earth yeah absolutely no doubt and the other the other agent on the condo i i called him i said listen man i know your brother wants to sell this unit and make as much money but like this is our last offer we're not going a dollar above this i can't do it (laughs) i'm like i'm just telling you like yeah i'm cool and you can listen to me and i'm 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 trustworthy i'm telling you i'm not going a dollar over this and he's like i got it and we got the deal done and it was getting to the point where she really didn't in the second home, she did not want to sell the house. And the woman who was the agent on the other side, um, she knew my dad a little bit through some business stuff. And I called her. I said, listen, you called her. I called her. I said, she, and she, she really had respect for um, she wanted us to go into this house. A, she wanted to sell it. B, she wanted us. She liked me and Dana and our daughter, and, and she just believed this was the right fit and Libby. And it was just a good – I called her. I said, listen, I know what you're trying to do here, but I can't – I can't go – I can't do this anymore. Like, we're spending way too much time. We'll try and do as short of a close as possible. And she said, okay, let me go back to the my client. And she she got it done at, the, at that. And Libby, obviously, being a, a mensch, helped. That's a uh, – Amber alert. Amber alert or a weather. I don't know. I didn't read it. 
Toyota Corolla on uh, the 405 North near Chatsworth. <laughs> Did you okay. guys read it? Yeah. No. It's going to be a FEMA test that they're doing nationwide. It's oh, supposed okay. to be, a, I guess it's too Eastern. I thought it was too specific. Oh, okay. All right. So I said, we'll do a short close 30 days. And there was some confusion with our, our, uh, who was handling um, the loan. And we actually almost lost the house. Um, we hit 30 days, hadn't closed. There was some confusion. What was the confusion? About the status. We were selling the condo and buying the house at the same time. And we were in escrow on the condo, but it was looked at as debt because it hadn't been sold yet. Oh. And that was a 15 day close. So we were like literally off by like, I'm like, what do you mean? It's sold. Like, no, it's not sold. The bank's like, this is debt because you have, you're still in escrow. Right. So we were in the penalty phase. She's like, you've got, I'm going to charge you 2,500 bucks per day for every day. You're not closed. Did they have other offers? Did they have backups? No, they did. They did. They had a backup. They did. And she said, and I don't even think she wanted to take, she, I think she just wanted to keep her house and probably rent it out, which would have been the right idea, which probably would have been a great investment, but we were in the penalty phase now. And I'm like, this is real money on top of everything that we had to do to stretch ourselves to, to buy the home. And, and we learned about some of in the inspection that, you know, there's termite damage and all the money we wanted to put into the cosmetics we had to put into the, into the bones of the house. And it was, you know, took out a HELOC to do all that. And now I'm getting penalized. I'm like, shit, we are, Sorry for the language. I'm like, we are very invested in this. And I told our mortgage, I'm like, we are not losing this. This is your fault. And I'm like, I'm not, this is not going to happen. We got it. And the rest is history, but it was not a smooth process. And I don't wish that on anyone, but I do think we were being a little um, aggressive on, on closing, given the amount that we needed from the, from the bank at the time. When you say the penalty phase, is that something that was written prior or did the were you at the end of the term and now they're like, okay, we're going to do a penalty phase? Yeah. It was prior? Yeah, she had the option to kill it. The seller had the option to kill it and, and she proposed because she wanted to get, we said we needed five more days. I'm like, we need five more days. She's like, okay, cool. This much for every day. Oh. I'm like, all right. I mean, listen, it's a good move. And, and you paid it. Yeah, we paid it. Yeah. I would wow. not have I would not have gotten into it if I didn't truly believe that we were gonna close. I saw, you know, what was going on behind the scenes and it was a really um interesting situation. And our our broker ultimately did a great job and was very fair and um yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I mean also, you know, it's, it, first of all, uh, kudos for not letting ego get in the way. Right. Like I tell that's a big thing with my clients. I say, look, five years from now, you're not going to care about this. All right. So let's 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 stay on track with what's important. And also people forget, like, you know, you spend a lot of time and money doing the inspections. You're going to lose that, you know. Um, and if, if you love the house, just just be willing to move forward. If the long run, it's going to be worthwhile. Yeah. I think when you have that feeling that this is where your family is going to be and you're going to be yeah. happy, is it like you got to, you got to, it's that important, right? Yeah. There's no other investment that you make. That's as yeah. important in my opinion. So yeah. how do you put a price tag on that kind of value? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, COVID and all the other stuff being inside and, you know, being able to walk around and, 
go into the canyon and see the reservoir and have the surroundings and and not you know when we were inside um i i really did appreciate being here even more so it worked out but it was not a you know straight line to i hear you i hear you. and i think that's a you know a lot of people re need to realize that we try to make this as smooth as possible but it's not always a straight line but you know there is a finish line and for the most part people are very happy unless the fall house is just falling apart most people are happy with the final product. Have you been able to, to give you an, just to like tell you a story? Like there was so much damage in this house. We're like that you like, knew prior. Yeah, we knew. And Dana was my wife was just like, "This is you know she's disgusting. This is disgusting. Like how can you live in this? Who can live in this house?" I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I'm like, "Slow down. You know we can we can do this." And we wanted to get some money back. Um, from her because you know we were going to have to put in a lot and, and we were you know whether it was the price or whether it was the penalty phase we were entering in we were in or throwing in some more furniture that we liked and she was a gangster man she was like penalty <laughs> and here's a table here's a dining room table like nothing else i'm not giving you a, a inch and we're like damn i'm like she's she means it right she and i think ultimately she did I know she didn't want to sell it the seller and she did do this week extension, you know, or this thing as a A, she was making money on it, but B, she she was giving us an opportunity to to make it right. And I appreciated everybody's flexibility. John, we got five minutes left. I'd like to wrap this up with talking a little bit about you. <clears throat> um we don't have to post anything that you don't feel comfortable talking about. I ran into Dana. Dana says, Oh, I ran into Dana a couple of days ago. Right, my she, cousins, right. Did she tell you? She told me. Told you. Thank you, Daniel Winner, for my tattoo, by the way. Um, I got Daniel Winner. Dana, uh, Dana said, well, you should talk. John's not drinking. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you want to talk about some, something like that. Because, you know, I'm not drinking myself. Yeah. How's, how has that been for you? It's been awesome. Listen, it's... Um, you know, I needed to do it for some health reasons. So mm -hmm. Like, hey, some tests. So mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. And like, when's the last time I didn't have a drink for 30 days? Mm -hmm. And that like didn't happen for a long time. Mm -hmm. And not drinking for 30 days was really challenging for me. Really more challenging than I thought. I think breaking any pattern. It wasn't like I was drinking every day, but just not drinking 30 days was like, you know, even with dinners and work and this. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a real challenge. And I'm like, geez, like I did 30 days and I felt better right? Physically. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give it another 30 days or a week. You know, I didn't want to start putting time on things, but I realized that, um, for me personally, my life was better in a lot of areas, what I was eating, my sleeping, all those things. And, you know, there's a lot of literature and people talking about, you know, are there benefits from alcohol? And I don't, I don't believe there is um, at all. <laughs> Oh, you mean I, like the glass of wine a night type thing? Yeah, I, I just don't, you know, it's your body, you know, especially as you get a little older and you start thinking about, you know, whether it's your gut health or blood work and, and sugar levels and all these things, you know, you really have to have a good baseline. And I don't believe that alcohol um, brings value to me. And I think that there are some people who can metabolize alcohol and can do things and be really happy and productive. And you know what? Good for them. For me, I, I just, I don't have that kind of relationship with it. I mean, I've been going, I've been drinking socially for, you know, since college, I developed some probably not so amazing habits. 
but um i i like it it's fun but you know i i just think that for this time in my life when i'm trying to be as productive and healthy as possible that probably not drinking is a good decision for me and i'll i'll you know see what's i have no um hard stop on it yes or no it's just a it's just a matter of me drinking. oh did it, i thought the doctor gave an ultimatum you know he well at first it was chill out nothing until we know what's going on and luckily all and you know i can say this positively like it's not just attributed to lack of alcohol use but like all my baseline work and things are all improving and like all trending up and i'm like well yeah you know it's all tied to each other in right. some way right so it's right. just a personal decision for me right. and right everybody's got their their story but right. for me i just think about it as, as health and i'm just trying to be be here and be the best version of myself and alcohol sometimes doesn't fit in with that story for me. So that's where I am right now, but it's, you know, one day at a time. One day at a time. I found when I stopped, it's like, Oh, well now I'm going to bed on time. Oh, I'm waking up without feeling sick. So I'm more willing to work out. Oh, I don't have like, I don't want to eat in and out at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just kind of, right. Off. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and like, I just honestly hangovers suck. Right. Oh. I'm like, I'm shitty enough as a person sometimes. <laughs> like that being hungover and the anxiety, it just it doesn't work for me. It just yeah. stopped working for me. And like, you know, at a at a bat mitzvah or a wedding or an open bar, like I'd be like, great, let's go. You know, like all gas, no breaks, and I would not um, be better off the next day for it. So, I appreciate I, your honesty, man. I I love you for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've hung out together. We've been to concerts and we've done our thing i mean it's just you understand john and i used to go to coachella together basically every year and it was just like you know I, I just i can't do that i can't live like that again and you know we when the kids get in the mix and a wife gets in the mix and you know it gets serious right and you like and i love what you said about being the best version of yourself putting your putting yourself in the best possible position for success and i found that the way that i drink um it doesn't really help with that yeah, I, I, I think that more controlled environments are good for me um, for that. But you know, listen, I, I just think you I think becoming an, being part being an adult is having a perspective and recognizing your own limitations and being honest about them. Right. I think that you liked and, you know, in the real estate world, like I, I, I don't think it's any different. Like you want to be working with someone who, you know, is telling you the truth, both as it relates to the business and the transaction, but also someone that you want to talk to and know like what they're about and like what you see is what you get. I don't, I don't think you want to deal with, you know, there are people that are okay with the bullshit and the, and the, and the artificial stuff, but you know, you just want to hear the truth from people because you respect that. I think that's what you have your, that's what you can hang your hat on. I don't think anybody's not, everybody's going to love me personally, but I don't, I think they know that I'm not going to, uh, hold back or, or not be truthful and, and honest about something when mm -hmm. it, you know, you got to have some, some self, you got to be humble, right? You mm -hmm. just got to, you know, you got to say what you know and what you don't. And, uh, you know, I'm just on a, I'm on a nice, I've enjoyed not doing this. I'm, I'm proud, you know, it's something that you should yeah. be, um, you know, there's some people that are forced into these situations, whether it's health, whether it's mm family related stuff or mm. behavioral right and everybody's got their own thing and i don't i don't think anybody can judge in 2023 when you hear some of the stories about people's 
mental and physical health, right? Too many young people dealing with some really scary and aggressive things, right? That you just, that it's no joke. So um, you just want to be with the people you love and you want to be healthy doing it. And I, you know, there's, we're always a work in progress. That's it. God, I think I it's nice to see people go through changes physically, mentally, behave, whatever it may be. So, you know, I've seen you. Improving themselves, right? Like just trying to improve themselves. If you, if you're, if you're improving and maybe you're not as, um, and I know you've got a time limit here, but that's okay. Not, Keep going. If, but if you're not, at, you know, you want to continue to be yourself. If you stop being yourself and you're maybe not as fun or whatever, but you, it's a, it's a complex, there's two sides to it, but you certainly want to be authentic. Right. And you and felt like you were getting to a point where you weren't authentic. No, I was always authentic. I was just. It's about health, right? It was just about like not making good decisions. It's about good decision-making and judgment, right? Like thinking ahead. I have this tomorrow or this coming up. I don't need to start putting myself down that. If I do this today, there are consequences for it. When you're young, there are less consequences because your body, your mind, everything can recover and heal and you're just moving. When things slow down, I think is when... Um, it gives you the time to uh, kind of eat you up a little bit and you have to make better decisions. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's that's my story. And thank you for asking. I really do appreciate that. John, I could talk about this all day because honestly, like as we get older, it, it, when I'm 90, and I say this a lot, people make fun of me, but when I'm 90 and I'm looking back on my life, this is the stuff that's going to matter. You know, this, this is, is a very important um, time for all of us. I think that there's so much change in the markets, right? Nobody knows what's going to happen in a month. I mean, just look at the insanity in, in our political system, right? The, it's just changing every, there's just new stuff and we're getting thrown curveballs. And it's not easy to hit a curveball, Ryan. You know this, right? It's not easy to hit a good curveball. Deion Sanders said the hardest thing he had to do in sports was hit a baseball. You got to hit a curveball, you know, and luckily Wack King was my manager at numerous times in my life. Wack was my dad. <laughs> is your dad. Yeah, is the, my dad. Uh, <laughs> he, you got to be, if you were going to be ready to hit that curveball, you got to be mentally and physically ready for that. It is not an easy thing. And if you're hungover as shit, eating a bunch of bad food, you're not <laughs> ready to go. These athletes, they keep their minds and bodies in tip top shape and you got to do that. You Our can't. So different. You can't hit a you can't hit a curveball hungover. Maybe Mickey Mantle could, but in, oh, yeah. in, with a six foot five guy throwing ninety five miles per hour with a hook that yeah. you're not ready for, you have to be ready to hit that, or else you're not going to get paid. Yeah. Bottom line, you can strike out every time. For me, it was my and I, you know I love an ultimatum. I I'm I'm sure I would have got there eventually, but for me, my wife was like Ryan, I love you, but if you keep drinking, I don't know if this can work. Yeah, um, I got that a couple times. I um, you know. I, you know, I would just, you know, I get a little wild. It's, it's, you know, why not? But, uh, it's, uh, when you have kids, I think it obviously, you got to set a good example for them. You know, you're, you're a parent, right? We're raising girls. Yeah. Like you can't be just a drunk fool. Yeah. You know, you got to be there. You got to be a strong, a strong leader and, 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 you know, someone that they look up to and you got to behave. You're showing them what kind of man to like be around, what to accept. I'm a yeah. big I'm a big believer in that. I, I love I love you and the family so much. I've always found you guys also so refreshing. Um, especially like I remember one time I, I had I was at a party and your mom was there and I had a big zit on my face. I mean it was it was like how could you not notice it? And everyone's doing you know trying to be polite and 
Your mom walks over to me and says, Ryan, you need to take care of that. <laughs> hey, I said, no. Joe, what do you mean? She's like, just go to a dermatologist. They'll inject something. Go tomorrow. But you need to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll keep it. My, they'll keep it real. With 100. Me. They'll tell you when you know, those 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 con girls will tell you what's up. I need you. it. My mom's like that. You know, my mom, mom you know, surely. Uh, you know, she lays it down real quick. It's just, you know, but where, where else, where else, what, I don't want to be around anything else. I, I really don't. I need that, that honesty, that refreshment. All right, listen, we got to wrap it up. I got to get back to work. Gotta, I'm actually taking my wife on a lunch date pretty soon. Um, nice. Make time, make time to be with your significant other, uh, you know, a, a lunch, a dinner, a, a movie, a something just to keep it, keep it, you know, 100 and you got to spend that quality time together. That's a good idea. John, a while ago, you told me that you were going to do a podcast and you're the reason why I kind of started doing a podcast, you know, like I just like I'm not going to overthink this. I've always kind of wanted to do it. Um, and then when it came time to have someone come on this show and talk, that wasn't like an industry professional. I was like, John, and I'm telling you right now, I have had so much fun this last 30 minutes talking to you like this. And it's something different about this than like, yeah, we'll see each other out and we'll like rap. But something, I don't know, this kind of platform kind of changes the environment a little bit. Um, if well, you I'm, glad, I'm glad that you took the initiative and started your own podcast. I'm just a guest on other people sometimes, uh, whether it's work or this. And, um, you know, man, just. Will you come back? What? Will you come I, back sometime? To, I'd love to. We should do this. More. We should bring on more guests. We should interview someone together that is just interesting and, and get the, you know, Ryan John perspective because you're mellow and chill and I'm a little bit. But like, I think we could really do some some cool stuff together. And That's get out funny. Of, always blend in your little real estate stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Ralph and I will handle like the lending and the real estate. Me and you get like. <laughs> political and sports and like it, 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 you know maybe we just try and convince people to drink less on the on the podcast do you know how successful that podcast would be have you ever met anyone that didn't say congratulations good job i've been thinking the same like they're everyone wishes they could drink a little bit less nobody ever wakes up wishing they drank more people enough people that talk to me and um you know when they what do you do what'd you do like oh and they're I'm like i'm like that's cool man you know i'm like that's that's good and I, I think I have been um, motivating people to drink less. Mm. I think I just by them talking to me mm. and knowing like, hey, you could do this. It's not like it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be in a structured program and say that you are and put and box yourselves into mm -hmm. I have this problem or that problem. It's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. There are people that are mm -hmm. dealing with some really serious shit and trauma on one end. And there's some people that may be dealing with some very minor stuff, but it is not a binary. You are this, you are that. I think it's a very old school way to categorize someone. And I know that there's a lot of programs out there, but I think you got to just really tailor it to you. And I think that, you know, I, I do think that the more people we talk to, it's just about, Hey, are you, are you, the best version of yourself when you do this, yes mm. or no? That that's my north star. The, yeah. the stop comparing to everyone else. Best version of myself. Are you? Did you have to go to AA? No, I, I don't. I, I again, I I I'm and it, for people that do, I know people that have been in AA for twenty five years. Friends yeah. of my friend, they are religious about it, and good for them if it keeps them right in their track. Right. I I just feel that for me it was, hey, when do you? 
maybe overdo it and when are you good about it and let's try and maximize when you do it the right way Mm -hmm. right like when you drink in a way that is um when you like the way that you drink and you're and you're controlled and you're moderate and you can enjoy it if you can't get yourself there well then you got to think about it so i'm not in a rush to try and like test the waters again right Mm -hmm. it's like you know the summers i was drinking high noons like it was no tomorrow and i'd say to my daughter like hey get me a nooner and it was like a joke and but i'm like oh it's fruit juice it's natural i'm like you know i was like using it to justify it i'm like man how many of these are you gonna have like it's just it's good for you the marketing of these of alcohol is very powerful message right Mm. you get you know Mm. how is it you know and as you see the cannabis stuff it's like Mm. what's worse for you you're gonna go to a 7-eleven and buy some liquor or a beer, or are you going to get a joint and some, some mm. edible, like, mm. you know, there's, there's a healthier alternatives to feeling a little, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Feeling, you know, good. Yeah. Yeah. But feeling like your best self. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, a lot of work to do, but I, and I don't want to, I want to manage expectations. I'm not saying I'm never going to drink alcohol again. That is not my, yeah, that is I why I did this. It's just to say, give your body and mind some time to, um, mm-hmm. reset a little. And that's what I've done. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to change it. But things are good for me right now. I love you, John. I knew you so long. I love you so much. Thanks, right. All right. I got to go. Um, gosh. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Little R&R Wednesdays. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care.